Welcome to the show. This is babbling and dabbling. You already know we are podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling. Podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling. Babbling and dabbling. Babbling and dabbling. Uh. Uh, welcome to the show. This is babbling and dabbling. You already know we are podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling. Podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling. Babbling and dabbling. Babbling and dabbling. Uh. Hello, welcome to another episode of Babbling and Dabbling. I'm your host Camden Hill. With me today, as always, is my co-host Scott Barnhart. Yep. <laughs> um, with us is uh, well. Producer, videographer, Brandon Kahn. What up? Yup. And we are joined today by a very special guest. Shit. Pronouns. She, her. She, her, and hers. Queen. Goddess. All that good stuff. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. I keep forgetting that questions to ask before we start recording. New bill? Yes. Very a new bill. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is a very rough intro. Um, <laughs> but you know how we do around here if you're a return listener. Not our listener. first, not our last. <laughs> yeah. So we're joined by a very special guest, Zarian Newbill, owner of the NOMO organization. We're going to get into that and Zarian's life, her experiences, all that stuff. Before we do that, as always, if you'd like to follow us on social media, the Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all babbling, dabbling. That's B-A-B-B-L-I-N, D-A-B-B-L-I-N. Me personally, Camden, for my comedy stuff. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all at DFlamingo187. Scott. Uh, if you guys want to keep up with my music, you can find me at soundcloud.com slash hazardwave, spelled H-A-Z-A-R-D-W-A-V-E. And pick up my a- album, Calamity Cafe. You can stream it or buy it pretty much anywhere you can find music. Dope. Brandon. All right, if you want to check out like my comedy and all that good stuff, uh, Twitter, BrandonCon19, Instagram, BrandonConComedy, Facebook, BrandonCon, stand-up comic. Dope. Zarian, where can people find you and NoMo Organization? Okay, so everyone can find me on Facebook, uh, Zarian Nubil, and also uh, NoMo Organization is also on Facebook. Instagram is Queen Amunet. It's Q-U-E-E-N-A-M-U-N-E-T. And also you can find NoMo Organization on Instagram as NoMo Org. Okay. Dope. So, um, brain fart. Let's, let's get into some of yeah. your uh, background okay. and how this organization started and what, what, what's brought you to this point today. Okay, so the organization started in 2017. I started my transition a year before that in 2016. And uh, what started the organization was when I first started my transition, I saw a lot of the disparities that black trans women yeah. go through. Um, and so with that, I was like, there is something that that I'm supposed to be doing to help us. I've always been one of those per- persons to help people, especially in community. And so um, that's how NOMO was birthed. Um, and NOMO stands for Navigating Omitted Minds Over Time. And um, let me see, what else? Tell you it's a lot. No, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. Um, so I, I didn't, does, is NOMO like also like a, I don't know, maybe a, a double entendre might be the right word for it. Like, like no more hate, like kind of like a <laughs> <laughs> like like no, more hate, no more hate, no more bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well, it, um, 
it can it can if it you know if you want to put it like that no more hate because we as black trans women we do you know deal with a lot of hate we do deal with a lot of uh murders especially um in our own community um of color which is you know really sad uh, but I just truly, I truly believe that, you know, what we're doing at NOMO will definitely benefit a lot of uh, black trans women. Uh, we're getting ready to bring NOMO here to uh, in the middle Georgia area. We're getting ready to start our support group, our the first trans support group in the middle Georgia area. There's never been one. And so with me being from Macon, well, not from Macon, but raised here in Macon, I was like, shoot, let me go back and take care of home because I know what outside of home has done for me. So I want to bring some of those services um, th and things that I've been um, blessed, I guess you could say, um, to actually benefit from. So I want to be able to bring those services here. That's now, um, are you comfortable with going back to when you uh, first started feeling like you wanted to transition and some of the struggles yeah. you went through Absolutely. early on? Yeah. All right. So I knew I identified as, as female at four years old. Okay. I know um, we we as trans women get a lot of backlash about that because people say, oh, how you know at four years old? Uh, we just know. So, um, and... Um, me and my sisters, we never really, you know, we used to take baths and stuff together. So, you know, we really didn't see or understand gender, especially at that age. Yeah. We just we just enjoyed each other, you know, and, and, and our sister bond. And uh, just over the years, having to suppress that for so many years, especially coming from a uh, religious family, however, a very open family, because... Yeah. Um, uh, God rest my aunt, so she was a lesbian, and so it's like she kind of understood, you know, the whole logistics of what it means to be in this particular, um, I hate saying a lifestyle, but that's, but that's what people say, so, um, so she kind of understood me, I understood her even before, because I identified as just being a black gay male at the time, but that wasn't enough, because I knew there was more about me that needed to yeah. unearth. And so that's when I started to transition in 2016. Yeah. And um, at, okay, so you said at first you were um, identifying, at least to other people, that you were just uh, a gay male. Right. And uh, when did you start being open about, I think, you know, or not think, but I know that I want to be a, a female, or that I am female, rather? Well, when, um, when I got married in 2015, and at... But even before then, me and my ex-husband, we would have conversations. And when we met in 2012, December 23rd, 2012, uh, we were at the Applebee's in McDonough, and we sat there. And when he immediately, when he saw me, he was like, why do I think you want to transition? And I said, well, it, it has been a thought of mine. Yeah. I said, because there's something more to me than just me being male, just being gay, I was like, and I—that's when we got into all of the nitty gritty, especially when the drinks was flowing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's when I told him, I said, you know, it's really something that I wanted—I wanted to do. Um, but even before then, when I was eighteen, um, my best friend of like twenty years, um, when I was eighteen and grown, <laughs> well, wanted to be grown, <laughs> um, I would go to her house and I would then cross-dress. I would dress up and, you know, get the long hair. She did my makeup for me yeah. and everything. And I, and I had never felt so complete. And I knew I couldn't do that at home, you know, because my parents, they 
I didn't introduce it to him. I didn't know how to. I think just being gay was just enough, enough. However, I knew introducing um, me wanting to live my life as a woman was going to be even more of an issue because of the simple fact we were heavily involved in the church. Yeah. Yeah. And how did the rest of the church, if you don't mind me asking, how did the rest of the church respond to that? Were they very open about it? Um, Well, some people were. People that knew me, uh, that really knew my character, that knew yeah. me as a person, um, already knew. Um, but there were others um, that saw an issue with it. Um, however, when you have parents that are supportive, regardless of what you have, or what, or excuse me, what you have going on, it really, yeah. you know, my parents were like, "No, nah, y'all, this is my child." So what mm-hmm. y'all not going to do is, you know, be disrespectful and, you know, thank God for of my course. parents and my sisters, you know, really being my support um, during that time. But there was a time where, you know, I didn't go to church, you know, because I, I did feel ostracized. And there were a lot of conversations that were being held um, behind my back and in front of me that I found out later on. Um, so it kind of it kind of hurt. But at the same time, it made me who I am, and it made me want to speak out and uh, speak against uh, church hurt. I'm pretty sure y'all, <clears throat> excuse me, have heard of that before. Uh, people being hurt in the church just because of their sexuality, or yeah. people or women having babies out of you know wedlock, or um, people having sex before marriage. You know, so it's uh, it's just a lot <laughs> when it comes yeah. to That's what that. You, it kind yeah. of threw me for a little bit when you were like, "Oh, I go to church on Sundays," and I'm like. <laughs> Okay. I'm like, I'm, I, you know, nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's always yeah. been kind of that thing where, like, the church isn't always an open-minded group. And people that step <clears throat> stray from the norm are, right. you know, the norm. Well, that's right. <laughs> you know, but, but I go to, well, now the church I go to is an, um, it's an inclusive uh, church, inclusive ministry, uh, Tabernacle Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia, from Moreland Avenue, uh, where it's uh, Bishop uh, Dennis Meredith. And he's actually married to his partner 14 years. So, you know, it's, a, it's an inclusive church. They do not discriminate. You can be black, white, gay, straight, trans, you know, um, Hispanic. I mean, it doesn't matter. And another thing that I like about it is that they're open to our religions yeah. inside of the church as well. So it's beautiful. So however, oh, so it's you, like a truly non-dominational absolutely, church. Yeah. Absolutely. So however you see God, feel God, experience God, you can get that there. So, Sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got a question. Sure. Um I'm a gay dude, and this could just be because the internet is just toxic in general, of it course. Is. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed that there is a good bunch of transphobia in the like gay male community and everything like that. Uh, did you want to kind of talk about that since you transitioned from a gay male to um, being a trans woman? Well, even though I was gay, I was I was feminine. Right. I was very feminist. So I even still then I, I still wanted to be identified as she, her, hers. Then, but for just certain groups of people I could be around, I had to use the pronouns he, him. Yeah. So um, there is a lot of discrimination within our own community, <clears throat> excuse me, especially against um, trans people and gay men, which I have asked that question a billion times, and it just seems like nobody can give a definitive answer about why there is this line there that you know we're just keep we just keep seeming to cross with each other. I've had I've heard people say that it could be from um 
trans uh i've heard this that gay men are upset with trans women because trans women date men that are on a download that's killing us and i'm hmm. like well okay that's a far-fetched argument that's far- <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know what that i've was. heard yeah. that i was like well you know that's 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 a bit excessive you know yeah. for someone to say something like that but i i can't give a definitive answer if i was to be honest with you all I can say is I just really and and I just really hope that one day we can all just really sit down and have a conversation about what's the true issue because just because one gay person may have an issue another one may not so it's not like it's the whole entire collective it's just a certain group of people that have just embedded this you know uh theology in people's mind that you know, gay men hate trans women for whatever reason, and I did. no one knows why, and no one really understands the purpose or where where did it birth. As a matter of fact, so it's sure. Just- and um, I'm gonna do a little uh, sound. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, have you listened to Dave Chappelle comment on? Uh, the whole LGBTQ community and, and the car the situation, the car, yeah, the car <laughs> situation and everything like that. So I'm not a fan of Dave Chappelle. You know, the new yeah. Dave Chappelle, the old Dave Chappelle was funny as heck. But now the, you know, the way I, the way that I saw it, when he described, you know, gay, the gay people are driving, lesbian is on the passenger side, and you have bisexual people. In the back, and then you have, you know, um, what is it, trans people? I think he said queer um, queer. in there. No, no, he didn't say any names. He just said G's, the T's, B's, T's, the Q's. He was like, I don't know what's going on in there, but I want to be in the car. That whole shit. I was like, you know, honestly, trans people are really not even in the car because I, one of my trans brothers, actually made a statement I thought was very profound. He said when we when people group um transgender people with uh with the sexual orientation being a lesbian, um, bisexual, gay, <clears throat> excuse me, when we say trans, trans is actually a gender, it's not a sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like they're sexual sexualizing it and exactly. Not, yeah. Exactly. And when he said that I was like, oh snap, that's dope that he said that because it is a gender. Yeah. And so my sexuality, I could be a trans woman, but I could still want, or some trans women still may still want to be with a woman, or some still yeah. you know, want to be with a man. So that's when you, I feel like you can define the sexuality from there. So really, trans people are really outside the car. We really have our own car, driving our own car. So really. trans people are like, we're in the LGBT community, but like we could also be like, we kind of have a way out like we, right. we transition and then we're straight and then like you know fuck y'all <laughs> we out this bitch yeah. appreciate everything but yeah. you know fuck off <laughs> yeah but history shows that trans women have always been the dominating force of sexuality and gender period because if it wasn't for and i'm pretty sure you know if it wasn't for marsha p johnson and silver rivera uh who were then for the uh, terminology, then they call them transvestites, mm-hmm. um, but we call them we would nowadays we call them mother of the movement, and um, and our trans mothers. Um, if it wasn't for them stonewalling when they did uh, in New York, 
then we there there wouldn't be any type of gay liberation. There wouldn't be a gay pride. There, you know, so the the just the the weight of you know everything that's going on in our community is really on the backs of those two uh, those two trans women. And that in itself is interesting that you bring up being at the forefront of the LGBTQ movement and all the strides and everything that uh, trans folks had helped us get to. Right. When there are folks in the community that try to, one, make the line and distinction between someone being a cross-dresser drag queen Mm -hmm. versus uh, being trans, because as you know, if you're a cross-dresser drag queen, it doesn't mean that you identify as a woman. Right. And then when you get into also some trans folks aren't, fans of the idea of drag queens because it seems like it's parodying people actually being trans. So right. what would be your thoughts, your comments on that? So my, my thoughts on that is that uh, trans women have gotten a lot of backlash from um, a lot of social media, which is really, really damaging to us because there are uh, very flamboyant and feminine men that say, I just like dressing up, but don't identify as trans and so what happens is when something breaks out um i forgot what nba star that was uh where he was um messing around up uh, i'm assuming with this is recently right yeah this is recent happened last year was sometime or a year before dwight that howard? yeah dwight howard okay okay so when it came out that he was messing with a uh with he, it was saying a trans person but it really wasn't trans this he went on social media, said that I am not a trans woman, I'm a gay male, and I like just dressing up, you know? And so what happens is that puts another stigma on trans people because society doesn't understand the difference between drag queens, people that just like dressing up for GP, and trans women. You know, this this is who we are. I don't... Take this on and off. Drag queens and nothing against yeah. nothing against them because that's entertainment. That's what they do. That's how they make their living. Some of them. That's how they make their money. Nothing against them because I actually have someone that does drag. This is on my, my own sits on my board. So you know they're very intuitive and very creative. But for trans women, this is who we are every single day since we were four, five, and some six years old. A lot of the support groups that I've sat in. We all have similar stories where it's been said that at four years old, I knew at five years old, I knew, you know, that I wanted to identify as a woman. I wanted to be a girl. You know, I didn't feel comfortable in my skin. So hearing those stories just versus saying that, hey, you know, well, I just like dressing up. It's completely two different things, yeah. two different things. Mm. Well, it's actually a good segue into my next question. And I want to ask this that way I know how to properly address some of the topics that I do want to get into and talk about. Um, to you, what defines a male as a male? What defines a female as a female? Okay. Not including any other, we're just talking <laughs> right. about males. Just female. male yeah. and female. Okay, so... <laughs> so a male... How it was explained to me, because, you know, as... Let me say this first. As I started researching and listening to people and listening to documentaries and, you know, sitting in these sessions and these groups with other people, what I discovered was that the doctors hypothesize what your sexuality is based on your genitalia. So while you may have a penis, 
that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a man. And while you can have a vagina, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a woman. So just on the basis of that, no one really knows what 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 really gender is when it comes down to genitalia because you can have a penis all day long but walk around here and say I'm a woman 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 all day and just because the doctor said you have a penis that means that you're a man or no and it's not okay. that's not necessarily true or accurate it got broke down to me is there's a mm-hmm. distinction between sex and gender gender is what you feel you are sex is what your genitalia like that's the biology like your sex right. is like determined by that's the biology. right like that. yeah. yeah right <clears throat> so that's i don't know that's how it's been explain to you yeah and i and i've heard that before too but you know when you when you hear that then it's like okay so there's another level of it because when people that are born with both sexes what do you say about them yeah so it's like you can't you really can't say that just because you have a penis that you know that your sex is male so you so basically well not i don't want to sum up what you're saying but um so it has really not much to do with your physical body, and it's more of a, how do, I don't know how to elegantly Psychology. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's on a psychological level whether yeah. you know what your, what your gender is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure that was clear. Yeah. As far as, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Along that vein, mm-hmm. um, the penis when... <laughs> Real mature. <laughs> you know where you're at, damn it. <laughs> so dicks. Now, um, <laughs> um, when you start talking about people who identify as queer and start bringing in other pronouns that stray outside of he and she, mm-hmm. and then you start going into people that do try to use their gender as part of like the sexuality when they're talking about being de- demisexual and asexual and so on and so forth. Uh, how do you feel that comes into play when you get into the discussion of people uh, identifying as being trans or anything else along those lines? Like because we were talking about the definition of um, male versus female. And then there are people that are just, going completely outside of that little box that we've um, established in society. Yeah. Well, that's why I was trying to, like, make sure I quoted the question as just, I'm just talking about male and female. I know that there's Non-binary. other identities. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah, because yeah. people that, well. Zazers and yeah, just, Paul Storch. I was like, what the fuck yeah, is going it's, on? It's like, can we stop adding all these alphabets, please? That's <laughs> <laughs> too much. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I'm just trying to take care of me, you know, trying to, you know, listen and educate myself on other uh, uh, sexualities and other genders can be quite overwhelming. So I can understand how just the general population of people would feel, you know, like, oh, my God, here we go with this sexuality thing again. Y'all want to add another alphabet. What is this A through Z? What we're gonna yeah. start using the Greek letters next? Yeah, you know? Omega <laughs> Alpha. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, oh God, I don't. You know. Well, that's what I was getting around it's, to. Do you think that's? I, I do you think, think it's, it's complicating the issue? It is complicating it the issue. You know, my thing is, be who you want to be at the end of the of the day. If you want to be, you know, um, non-binary, that's fine. Be non-binary, but don't be, don't say because I. I had a conversation with a person that said they were transgender, but they was non-binary as well. 
And for the life of me, I sway. Right. (laughs) (laughs) For the life of me, I still couldn't understand. How you gender but not gender, motherfucker? Gender, but you don't (laughs) identify. You know, it's it's just it even it complicates the situation when people just trying to understand. You know, people get who lesbians are. People get who gay people are. People get who bisexual people are. But when it comes down to understanding trans people, it's like, good Lord. Because it's like, after that T, then we here we go with Q, and then the I, and then the A. And, well, I think like two A's. I think it's LGBTQ plus is what they're going yeah, with nowadays. Because, yeah. because we're... Plus because, is everything else. Right. Plus is et cetera. Because <laughs> the, acronym, <laughs> the acronym has gotten so long, it's like, you know what? Just put a plus sign. There was a, <laughs> there was a comedian that made a joke about that. Like It's like the LGBT, I think it was like before the Q was like a big thing, because that used to be a slur too. Queer was like, and then now it's queer is like this thing. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Overnight. But they were like, you know, the yeah. plus, and they were like, have you ever wanted to be included in something so bad for being who you are that you become a plus? <laughs> wow. That is funny. That is hilarious. Let me subtract myself I from the like situation. That, <laughs> yeah, but it's just whew, that's yeah. a lot. It's 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 a lot. It could be overwhelming, you know, just trying to understand you because there's something about you you're always discovering. But then you know when you're trying to be um, inclusive of everyone else can be extremely overwhelming because it's like, dang, I don't. You know, you feel the pressure not to, you know, omit anyone, you know, anyone in yeah. a conversation or anything. But it's like, listen, at the end of the day, you're going to do you, I'm going to do me. Right. <clears throat> and that's all, you know, that's what I say to that. Be who you want to be. You know, if you want to add on your own letter, do that. But do and you. That, exactly. That's the point that I was getting around to is. Uh, We're that's... running out of room on the banner, people. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. Let's do this Figure shit. Figure it out. <laughs> As a gay male, it's. Hard to navigate all yeah. all the different things that are coming up these days, and I don't even mean to put that down to, to just things. These are extra things that we're all talking about. It's a lot to go through and a giant discussion in society that we need to have as a whole right. of where are we going and how we can all get along. Let's just get along. What's yeah. up? Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I just want everybody to get along, too. Like nobody, like at the end of the day, we're all hum- we're human first before yeah. we before we start breaking down into these categories of things and separating ourselves, you know, based on what society has deemed us to be. Like you know, <clears throat> y'all are straight, you're gay, I'm trans, black, you know what? I'm, I'm paying. Pay, are your uh, pants up? Oh, sure. We had um, black to the LGBTQ plus. You're black. So it's like, if we can all sit in a certain space and, you know, have these conversations, you know what I'm saying? And, right. and have the conversations with, you know, with the understanding. And even if, you know, you walk away still disagreeing, at least you can be in a certain space and say, well, you know what? I understand, but I still, you know, I'm still, I'm cool with me just being me, you know? And at the end of the day, that's what it's really about. Having a conversation <clears throat> and bringing the awareness there about it. And then after that, you do what you want to do with the information. You know, it's your responsibility yeah. to do some, do whatever you need to at do At least they've that. been informed Absolutely. to know how they mm-hmm. handle, yeah. And that's, and that's always been my, uh, my go-to sentence, you know. I have, you know, I have this certain responsibility to share this information. So once I do it, then you have the right to do what you want to do with it. But you also have a responsibility to do, to do something with that information that you've been given to pass it along to help someone else that may not understand. And that's why we're doing this to put the responsibility on you, assholes. Responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think a, a big issue is like 
most people that I've seen that are still, you know, transphobic or homophobic, whatever, whatever, just any kind of hatred towards the community is they're just stressed out with life. Like most of them aren't doing well financially. They're working a job they hate, whatever, whatever. So they're just so focused on trying to make it to the end of the day that they're like, I'm too stressed out with my own life to even try and figure <laughs> out your life. I don't know it. I don't like it. Get it the fuck away from me. And it's right. just, you know, closed mindedness. And it's not always placed on purpose. It's just I'm right. so stressed out with my life, I mm -hmm. can't even begin to worry about yours. Absolutely. And it comes out sometimes as hatred. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just misplaced. And yeah. Yeah. Well, do better, people. Right. Because <laughs> what I say to that is sometimes, you know, the fear of the unknown scares everybody. So if you don't, you know, if you don't educate yourself, my thing is there are so many. If you don't like reading, Look, there are documentaries on Netflix and YouTube. You can go look at to really get a more in-depth conversation. Listen to these stories and listen to the families of these people that, you know, have um, uh, uh, trans children and, you know, uh, children that um, are um, amorphodites and, you know, being born with both sexes, you know, that are intersexual. So, you know, the information is out there, y'all. We, You know, you just have to be adults enough to pick up you know the remote control turn it on and look at it you know we're such a techno technical you know society anyway everything is just so computerized like pick it up you can put anything in google now and it pops up so it's like you don't really have an excuse but to your point i do understand how it can be overwhelming because i know just you know just trying to have a conversation with uh with certain people about what it means to be trans or, you know, just my life and my experience. They're like, good God, you went through, okay, you know what? I'm good, you know? Mm -hmm. So it can be overwhelming. And something I wanted to comment on was something that um, uh, the comedian, she was on uh, Monroe, was it Monroe? Flame Monroe. Flame Monroe. Um, I, I, did, I did not like the fact that she said that uh, LGBT, LGBT, I even get messed up. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> LGBT people are forcing our sexuality and we're trying to force things on people and we're really not doing that. It's just because it's so mainstream now and it's everywhere. You can't get away from it at this point. I mean, you have yeah. ba basketball players that's talking to you know, uh, men that just like dressing up as, you know, women. Then you have trans women out here being murdered, you know, senselessly, you know, with no laws, federal, state, local, you know, to really protect us. So, you know, there's so, of course, it's going to be overwhelming, but it's not being forced. We're forcing the issue of laws to protect us because at the end of the day, there's really, there's not any laws that protect us from, um, if anything, if if um, if we get murdered, we can't guarantee that that person is going to be brought to justice because what they do is they cons they consider that as a hate crime. Yeah. But is did we? It's like it's almost like we don't fall. Trans people don't fall under that umbrella for whatever reason. But everything and everybody else does, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Because um, there was a oh, they were saying that you don't the. I don't think I don't they believe. Don't I don't think they, uh, gay folks either. Like, yeah, I don't think. Um, no, nah, we're yeah, not protected. Like, if we um, come out of the closet at our job and some shit, and, and someone's like, mm, be, "Fuck off, gay person," right. they'll be like, "You can be let okay. go because of that." Yeah. You know, one uh, of my yeah. experiences was um, I when I moved to Atlanta in 2013, I had uh, started working for this company and had been there for five years. But when <gasps> I started transitioning, uh, some of the parents 
had an issue with me transitioning. They were going to my director. They was going to my CEO, you know, emailing them, calling them, and letting them know we don't want that or we don't want it, you know, in our space. And we don't want our child influenced by that. And it's like, wow. So um, they were like, well, we'll just give you some time off. But, you know, uh, luckily for me, when you have all your T's crossed, I's dotted, and periods done, you know, things fall in line. So um, they let me go from that job. And the very next day, I was working another job and actually got a raise, beautiful raise. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you know, I, li I like to tell people, as long as you're doing what you need to do and you have you and you know you haven't done anything wrong it's like karma hmm. put out good good comes back but you put out bad it's gonna come back to you and bite you in the behind so yeah now speaking of uh legal issues that's a good segue into one of my next questions that i have on here mm -hmm. um uh how do you feel about um so let me see where it's at all right um legally uh compelled speech now uh i i personally think and i was also watching a video about inclusive language and stuff like that and uh, i personally think that everyone should be respectful of a, another human yeah. and that they should respond to them in a way that's not disrespectful in the way that they want to be treated in the way that they want to be refer referred to as however i don't think that it should be legally binding that you should be legally compelled to have to uh, comply with how to basically i think people should be entitled to be assholes if they want to be and it's just not a good way to live most people aren't going to like them right. but so my point is i think most people are probably are respectful and should be respectful mm -hmm. but i don't think there should be a legal obligation to where they could like be arrested or anything or be you know you know what i mean yeah so i, I was just wondering your thoughts on that i think that's a bit you know arresting somebody for yeah. calling me a he that's just too far you know I, yeah listen okay that means you don't just i don't need you in in, in, the, in my company i don't need you around me if you're not going to respect me for who i am that lets yeah. me know where you are you can stay in your space i'll stay in mine everybody happy there's no need for you know any type of legal action to get involved in that now i will say this if a trans person does <clears throat> go through the courts and uh, change their sex and they've go gone through the whole process of, of doing that, then you need to respect that at that point. Because yeah. although I haven't um, personally gone through the courts to get my um, name changed, because my, my, my name is Arian, so it's I feel like it's a universal name. It could, it could be male or female name. Um, yeah. However, I do have legal documentation where I, where I am legally... Um, by my doctor and my psychiatrist where my uh, sex can be female um, on my driver's license now, but because the state of Georgia is so fucked up. Uh, um, I've never heard of that. Wow. Yeah. This is news to me. <laughs> oh, Georgia up. behind the times? Yeah. Right. You don't say. Right? Yeah. So in the state of Georgia, well, well let, me, let me just share my story. So what happened was I, um, I went through the process, started my hormones. I was on my hormones for a year. It was with my um uh psychiatrist for a year and you know all of that good stuff didn't miss any appointments all my you know did everything i needed to do they wrote me the letter took it to and i didn't know this took it to the dmv and they was like no you can't do that you we can't change it right now and i was like well why so there's this clause about two sentences mm -hmm. <laughs> this big manual that says you have to have had the full 
SRS, which is sexual reassignment surgery, in order for you to get your sex changed on your driver's license and any other documents. Yeah. And SRS is extremely expensive unless you go out of the country. It ain't going out of the country. So Do you have any idea why that is? Like, is there any reason Probably behind? Probably to stop like, people from wanting to change. Like, no, 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 no. You just you stop. <laughs> yeah. America, American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I don't I don't know why that is. You know, and my thing is, as many trans folks, especially in Atlanta, Lord have mercy. It's like, why would why wouldn't you want to make it easier? Uh, for trans people to want to especially uh, get their sex change from male to female or female to male on their driver's without license. Without all these obstacles. Without, uh, right. Yeah. Because there are some states that are trying that method as long, and but there are prerequisites there. As long as you have gone to your doctor, you know, uh, consistently for two, I believe it was two years or one and then um, you, as long as you're still under, psych, you know, your psychology or your psychiatrist's care, all of that, you know, you've been there consistent for a year. You don't have to go through the surgery because some states understand that it's, it's like 20 grand, but that's hmm. just the surgery. That's not including the after surgery where you have to go back. That doesn't include your traveling fees. That doesn't include, no. you know, time off work, you know. So it's like there are so many obstacles that a lot of people trans people excuse me have to go through just to you know <clears throat> have that surgery but there are a lot of us out here that just like that's just like you know what god just blessed me with a little extra piece and i'm happy <laughs> 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 and you know and, and, and we go on we just go on throughout our day you know like nothing like nothing is going on and you know I don't know if we're going to get into it, but I just want to say this. But there are a lot of men that are into trans women. Like, don't do anything to your body, period. Leave it, Just leave it alone. So for some people, it's like, yeah, then you have other people like, no, you need to have the surgery. So, yeah. Gotcha. Like, um, I actually had a question when you were talking about People don't want you to influence the kids and all that other yeah. fun shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there is a kind of like controversial thing within the LGBTQ plus all that other stuff where plus ultra, <laughs> <laughs> plus <laughs> ultra kids. <laughs> um, that Sorry. they don't believe that when you are raising a child that you should give them any pronouns whatsoever for a certain period of time or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about that? Do you feel that's um, something that's viable, oh. something that should be explored more? Or <laughs> like Her hand went up. She was like, wait a second. I got some I got shit to say. <laughs> well, I, I was... Um, I was Watching a documentary on Netflix, I forgot what it was called, but there was um, a specific case about uh, a, about this where this child was like five or six years old, and the mom was forcing the son to identify as girl. However, the 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 child was like, "I'm a boy. You know, I don't want to be a girl." So I just, and this was around six years old. So I just feel like, you know, during those stages of development, because they're crucial, you know, you really have to allow the child to just kind of be who they are to feel their own way out. And then the parent just have to, you know, 
accept what is and raise them the best way they know how to because I don't have children but my sisters you know they have you know kids and I see how they raise their kids and it's like they allow them to be who they are express their self themselves the way they want to express themselves and there's no, there's no judgment there at all so I think allowing the child to express however they want to express themselves whether it's you know, one day I want to wear long hair, next day I want to wear, wear tennis shoes, you know, with some baggy pants or something like that, you know. let yeah. Allow them to do that because I just think that's all a part of the of them developing who they are. You never know. Just them doing that, that could, that's probably influencing them to be a fashion designer or something like that. You, you just don't know. So when parents put those barriers there, it's like you're stopping, you're actually stopping the progression of someone which is a person to be great. So that's how I that's how I see that. So So how about I say like how I would probably interpret this how I would raise a kid. I don't mm-hmm. I fucking have kids. Like I'm, my mom wants me to go adopt a kid from China. That shit ain't happening. All right. I ain't trying to have a kid. Sorry. Yeah, mom. Chinese kids. No, I'm <laughs> I thought the trans talkers was, was gonna get this canceled. It's the fucking <laughs> it's over Jesus here. Christ. <laughs> the we, gay thought, wi- we thought you were safe, Brandon. <laughs> Fuck. The gay white trash spitting tobacco over here, anyways. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the, funny. <laughs> like the the heteronormati- heteronormativity and all that fun stuff, um, for those of you not familiar with that term, it is pretty much assuming that everyone is straight, cis, what have you. That is heteronormativity. However, when it comes to how I intend to raise my kids and how it's actually come up in my family where my the whole gossip of like, oh, we think that so-and-so is going to be gay and blah, blah, blah. The way that... I interpret that kind of thing is if he were to suddenly just say, you know, I really feel that I am a uh, female stuck in a male's body or that I might like boys or something along those lines. Of course, they're not interchangeable, what Mm -hmm. have you. But I think that if that did came up, I would say it came up. Did. <laughs> <laughs> no, he hasn't said anything, so yeah. we don't. don't uh, I'm not. I'm not the parent, so I'm not going to put myself in yeah. their situation, what have you. But I think the way that I would, I would handle that is I would say something along the lines of, "Okay, that's cool. Go ahead and do your own thing. And that's how you're feeling. Then you're going to explore those feelings on your own. I'm not going to push you one way or the other, mm-hmm. kind of thing." So along that same vein, I think that if I were to have someone that had a penis, mm-hmm. I would just start out like he, he, he's a, he's a boy, what have you. And then if they said, Hey, no, actually I feel that I'm a woman. I'll be like, okay, word, go right ahead. Right. So do you feel that is fair? How do you feel about if that? If it was that easy, then we wouldn't have all of the killings. We wouldn't have discrimination, but see, um, it's a for for me. It's a I look at it as a racial issue because in the black community, <laughs> it is not, it is not a very shined upon topic. It's one of those conversations where it's like, oh, you gay? Okay, so you got to get out, or you have yeah. teens that 
commit suicide just because they don't understand, you know, they're trying to get their parents to understand who they are and, you know, they're seeking help. They're turning to drugs. They're doing other things to try to numb this pain of hurt just from not being understood. So while at times I'm like, dang, I wish I grew up in a white family because it would have been so much easier. But (laughs) (laughs) we've got to like, Public opinion-wise, we're a little bit better for the community, but we still got our fucking... Yeah, yeah. I mean, because, like, like, seriously, like, you know, it's when when I listen to um, my white trans friends talk about these conversations, it is, it's like, it's easy, easy peasy. It's like their parents are like, okay, well, you know, you know, we're going to be there for you, you know, just let us know if you're having a moment or having a hard time, you know, we'll be there, we understand this. It's a lot that's going on, and it could be too much. But when it comes to the black family, it's like, okay, it's black and um, and religion, which is in tied involved with, with that too. Yes, exactly. So it, with all of that being tied, you know, tied into that, it's like, no, if you're gay, you got to go. You can't be a part of the family because it's bringing shame upon the family, and it's it's it's, it's very disheartening. It's very disheartening, and it's and it's and I tell people it's a hard conversation to talk about, but it's just the reality of it, you know. Um, when I when I uh, around, I think it was 2016, I went to this uh, shelter where they had all black um, LGBT youth that had ran away from home, and so there was some people that come as far west as California just to come to Atlanta just to be accepted. Because their parents couldn't handle it. There was another person that um, was on uh, that hitchhike from a truck driver, you know, just to get here. You know, they, he was coming through Alabama, so I'm at the rest stop, shared a story. He was like, can you please just take me to Atlanta? And so hearing those stories, it's like, dang. And all of these are black kids. And it's like, Wow. It's the the that divide there is just that division there is something serious is crucial. So we as a community, I feel black community, really need to start looking at ourselves and start kind of rearranging, you know, how we how we view children, how we view sexuality, how we view gender. But, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna it's so far fetched because it's just my opinion. I don't mean nothing outside yeah. of me and my big black mouth. <laughs> uh, I, black people, we're, we're, we're stuck in the slave mentality. Move to the north. <laughs> Move to the north. <laughs> right. We're I st- lived in Indiana for over a year, and I saw more rebel flags up there than I did down here. So. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> don't. don't <laughs> if, if you're black, it's still not like some people still aren't over it. It's kind of, it's kind of the They're still right not now. over it. <laughs> some, people, some people still aren't there yet, so I don't, yeah. I don't know. See, that's what's. I, I've got. I've got a lot of black friends, and I. I try to stay relevant, or not relevant, aware of. <laughs> <laughs> <you know? laughs> Come out relevant. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I, I barely try to stay relevant, but <laughs> I try to remain aware of what other people go through. Right. You know, especially those that I you know value in my life. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. I'm, I'm an outsider, obviously, of the black community. Um, but looking in, it's like clean up the fucking house you yeah. know like and one of my one of my friends really put it into perspective um which he's light-skinned so there's a whole nother debate there but <laughs> <laughs> but he was like he was like straight black men are treat gay people how white people treat black people true and it's like and there was another one it's kind of the same saying but you know it's just like 
the way that black people treat themselves, if if deviate from the path of what is you know heter- heteronormative, mm-hmm. yeah. So if it's like as soon as that happens, it's like the black community seems pretty closed-minded in that, and right. it's just like I don't know. I mean, it's almost like it's almost like you know very strict religious people. You know, they just sit God in a box and that's it. And God is like, I'm all out here, and you stuck in here. That's another thing I want to talk about. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna get on my high horse for a second. I'm not religious <laughs> at all. I'm agnostic. Okay, so Christianity sp- specifically, are you Christian? I'm an omniist. A what? Omniist. I don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Christianity specifically, either of y'all Christian? Yes. I am talking to y'all then. <laughs> Black people that are Christians. <laughs> Why? Why? Why Christian? Why Christianity? Why Christianity? Wait, wait, hold on, let me say this. This is the first lady. She's married to a pastor. So, I'm going to speak speak my mind. No, speak freely. My my view, and I don't want to offend you, this could be my ignorance, and you could could clarify something for me, I guess, right here, right now. Brace yourself. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Okay. Perfect use. (laughs) So just in my, you know, outsider looking in again, um, black people that worship... um, the white depiction of Jesus, okay, that's the whole thing. It's like, why? Um, it's it's a religion that was given to most black people during the slavery period as the slave owners were beating black people into submission. Like, this is your God. This is who you worship. Why not break the chains of that? Here, hold on, hold on. This is probably important, so please take that. <laughs> I was saying that um, we don't worship the depiction that man has created as far as creating Christ or Jesus as a white man. Jesus, God, they're they're whole their spirit. That's what we worship. The spirit. Um we not we don't bow down to a picture of a man. We don't put no, that's not how it works. So that's What that mean? What you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, she knows how yeah, those yeah, yeah. other Christians. Act. <laughs> You're one of well, the good I, ones. I will give credit. There's been a lot of growth, at, and you know, I've seen within the Christian community. I mean, I'm not in it, but I've seen, and I, I know that things have gotten better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But going back to what you were saying, how? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, my, my yeah. headphone cords just kind of wrapped up in the cords and it's pulling oh, me, so I'm oh. just keeping my headphones off right now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Going back to what you were saying as far as um, how you were saying that they were using the Bible mm-hmm. to kind of control the slaves, if you ever go back and just read into the history of slavery, because documentary is my thing. I love history. Um, they only use certain scriptures in the Bible, mm-hmm. whether it was on the slave ships or whether it was on the plantations or wherever they was to keep control. Mm-hmm. They only used certain scriptures, and they actually twisted the words that were actually in the Bible to make it seem as if this is what the Bible says, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. So because slaves did not know how to read, if you can't read, you can't get the full understanding right. of what you're being told. All you know is what you hear. So therefore... I mean, I can see exactly how it was so easy to persuade a whole different, you know, people who has no language of us, you know, English language, who doesn't understand anything to come over and be like, oh, well, they're over me now. 
this is what they're telling me to do. So I guess this is just what it is. But at the same time, the slaves, I'm glad they, you know, they found a different kind of way to worship God. And they found a different way to understand um, outside of what Massa told them to understand. <laughs> <laughs> understand because if y'all, if you notice, um, regardless of the, you know, they went to church mm-hmm. under the um, association of the master being there while the preacher taught. Right. But also after they did that, they had their own worship and they had their own service because they knew that what they were being told was not correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just pretty much being under manipulation because of the lack of knowledge, the lack of understanding, the lack of um, proper communication. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that it was just something that we wanted. I mean, but I mean, it's either you do what the master say or you get beat or you don't eat. So, I mean, I'm just going to, yes, master, yes, sir, whatever you need. Like, But at the end of the day, I do think, you know, um, like my sister said, it, it was definitely very imperative for us to have our own worship because at the end of the day, us as African-Americans, I can say we... Some of us are ignorant in some ways, but we have good sense. I feel like you can have all the book sense in the world, but if you don't have common sense, then then that there's where the problem lies. And I can honestly say honestly say that a lot of black people do have common sense if they don't have book sense. And they know right from wrong. So that's my take on that. I mean, like... I was just going to say, you asked us why, you know why we chose Christianity. And I think specifically Christianity is per person. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's more so per a group because I left the, I'm not going to say I left the church, but I did stop going to church for a while because of certain things that I did see. But what was still instilled in me is what I believed and what I felt and what my faith was. I have a lot of friends. I have, (laughs) I have a friend and she's very adamant. She's like, I just, she's like, I believe in a higher power and I, you know, I do feel things, but I can't necessarily say that it's God, you know, and that, that's her right. But that's also her in her own, how she's believing is, I mean, if whatever's working for her is working for her, whether it be Christianity, my sister's Omnius, you don't believe Agnostic, sorry, and you know, I just question everything. I'm like, what the fuck? I I don't know. Right? Maybe it is. My my husband's friend is the same way. Like he's just, you know, and and we all have conversations, but you know, at the end of the day, we all believe in something, Mm -hmm. and I just really feel like it's it's just per person. You're gonna believe what you want to believe at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like it's. I don't know many people that literally verbatim every single word that's in the Bible is like exactly what their religion falls under. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. So. And that's where. And that's where. That's where omniism come into play, um, because omnius is uh, is the religion, and the understanding that not one re- not one religion holds the truth for everything. You can find truth in every religion. You can find truth in every aspect of life. Like even in this well, conversation. Well, omni, I believe, means everything. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Right. So even in this conversation, you can find truth. So that's 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 why I I I identify as being a omnius. Because while I was in the church heavily, because my sisters, they'll tell you, I used to dance in the church. I used to do everything in the church. There's nothing I didn't do. But... I I I discovered God for myself, and I'm like my sisters. Uh, God doesn't have a 
uh, I don't believe that God has pronouns. God is just spirit to me. God could be he, she, nature, music. God could be anything that you need God to be. So that's how I see, experience, view, feel, think about God. Right. Yeah. That's kind of... Sorry, Brandon. You've been trying to say something. <laughs> we love you, Brandon. <laughs> nah, remember, I've been fucking up this entire time, right? Oh, wait, he's trying to get his canceled. Cut, cut his mic off. Cut his fucking mic so off. The, the thing about this shit, no. No, no, no. So as far as my religious beliefs and everything like that, I am the most pure form of agnostic in the way that I genuinely don't care. Like, I, it's not going to affect how I live my life in the now. And whatever happens when I die, it's going to happen. I, in my mind, I can't really do a whole lot about that. I don't, I don't stress about it. But your original point that you're trying to make, Camden, is that religion was used as a tool to subjugate um, black people. And, of course, a whole other host of people. I mean, any race, Christianity has been like... Well, the point that I was getting around to... Okay, misrepresented might be the better way to say it. Like, whoever was doing the bullshit misrepresented Christianity to use it as a... But, yeah. yeah, Catholic, um, out there raping little boys and shit, so let's... Stop that. (laughs) Raised Irish Catholic, so what's up? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, what I was getting around to is that religion can be used as a tool for hate and harm and all that good shit, but also, in the past, it has been a driving force for uh, different progressivism. It was actually one of the main tools for uh, feminism and for women's rights. And also, when uh, Martin Luther King was marching down the streets, there was a time in um, the civil rights movement where Mm -hmm. gay people would be up in there, too. They would be marching alongside them. It wasn't until, like, later on that, uh, like, toxic masculinity and other factors that came into play did black civil rights and LGBTQ kind of separate? Yep. Hmm. So. You know, toxic masculinity is just made up, right? Okay, don't bring that up, please. What <laughs> 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 a straight motherfucking fan. Right. <laughs> Every time I bring yeah. it up, there's somebody on my fucking friends list. Hot like, <laughs> 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 yeah. Another hot take. Every time I say something about toxic masculinity, they're like, that's just bullshit. That's made up. I'm like, Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I don't want to like shit on your thing. I just that's my take on it. It's like oh, yeah, outside yeah, looking yeah, in, it's yeah. kind of been. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I do um, respect that everyone has their own opinion about how they feel about it. You know, and that everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I don't think it's working, but I'm going with it. <laughs> <laughs> Try something else. I've tried it all, man. I don't know. You try, you try omniism? Uh, no, well, obviously not. So. There you go. Have you tried it. drugs? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Not many. Not many. Right on. Sorry, your headphones cords. Cool. I know, dude. Ever since, ever since we were nice and gave the mic over there, it's been, it's been a shit show. You guys really messed my cord situation up over here. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. I feel like I don't know what to say right now, so go. All right. Uh, just to ask, and like I said, some of these I don't completely agree with. I'm just asking the questions sure. that I've, I've been seeing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you think uh, there is there a negative connotation with the, the term gender dysphoria? Like, is there, uh, like, people consider it a... Uh, like some scientists consider like not feeling like your uh, gender identity matches your 
biological sex, is there a negative connotation with that? Is that considered uh, like, well, no, it's not just a psychological thing. It's uh, uh, I'm just wondering your thoughts on the like, I guess the I guess the term gender dysphoria and is that a thing? Well, like, I was diagnosed with gender dysphoria when my yeah. psychiatrist saw me, and I went and sat in his office. God rest his soul, uh, he passed away. But when I went and sat in his office and I started talking, as soon as he heard the tone of my voice, he was like, "Yep, you yeah. got gender dysphoria." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Yeah," and um, and so what was funny. <clears throat> what happened was uh, the doctor, <clears throat> excuse me, good lord, y'all got some water? Yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's, yeah, we have plenty. Yeah, that's um, so right, what, ended up, what ended up happening was they they did blood work and found out that my body was already producing more estrogen than testosterone anyway. So, thank you. <laughs> We're going to figure this court situation. Grab, grab her mic cable and place it up on the table. I had went through great pains right, to, like, organize these cords and everything when we first started. Well, you know, no, no, I didn't mean, yeah, but, yeah, just put it on the table so it's not so I don't think it's, okay, I don't think it's a negative connotation. That's just like, um, that's just like saying people that have been uh, diagnosed with uh, maybe bipolar disorder, you know, yeah. Looking at it as, as um, a negative thing. No, you can either listen to what people say and, you know, be in that negative place, or you can take it, run with it, turn it into a positive uh, situation. So I don't think okay. there's a negative connotation with that. You you make it what you want to make it. That's how I okay. feel about it. Yeah. And um, how much uh, therapy or research or whatever, like psychology should go into it before deciding – to uh, do any kind of transitioning when it comes like hormone therapies and medically transitioning and stuff? Well, you have to see a psychiatrist before yeah. they even sign off on anything. You getting any type of hormone replacement therapy, whether it's estrogen or testosterone. You have to, I had to see my psychiatrist three, uh, three times before, you know, he officially signed off on it because yeah. he had to, dive into my past, my past and, you know, where I am now, any type of traumatic events, because I have, I was diagnosed with gender dysphoria, PTSD, anxiety, and depression. So when people hear that, like, oh my God, really? I'm like, yeah, but I'm in control of that. You know, although I have my moments like we all do, some people just have been diagnosed with it. So, um, yeah. Mm -mm. Okay. Right. So I was just saying, so like legalities aside, so like, like you know, you have to do all you that. You have to. It's, yeah. it's, it's necessary. That's just like even before you get uh, SRS, uh, sexual reassignment surgery, a psychiatrist yeah. has to deem you, you know, mentally able to handle that stress yeah. because what happens is once it's once it's snip, snip, cut, cut. Very hard. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's another a, thing I was wanting to get yeah, into so as well. Like some feelings, people decide they. They want to detransition, yeah. and and that's a real thing too. So, you know, if you if the psychiatrist does not deem you mentally capable to handle and you know that type of stress, even before you have the surgery or even before you have um, H, uh, HRT, uh, start you on HRT, you're not going to get it until they yeah. get you stable enough to where you can handle it. Now, once you get on it. Um, on um, HRT, which is hormone replacement therapy, whether it's estrogen or testosterone, it can raise, you know, your stress level. It can raise a lot of different mental, excuse me, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and psychological things that you probably didn't know you had going on with you. So that's why remaining and staying in therapy and treatment 
with your psychiatrist and seeing your doctor, making sure that your levels, your blood levels, such as estrogen and making sure yeah. everything is straight, is okay because you may need to be put on a antidepressant or an antipsychotic okay. medication in order to make sure you, you remain balanced. Cool. So Wait a second. Wait a second. She said something about traumatic events, and you know, yeah, we always ask that. Oh, okay, yeah. Good. You, are you Take comfortable away. with sharing any traumatic events you've had to experience? Because I like to talk about it and you know show people like, oh, some, so and so has been through this. Maybe they've been through something similar, or you know, whatever. Somebody yeah. listening might be like, oh, cool, I went through something like that. They yeah. got out of it. I can get out of it too. You know. Yeah. So <clears throat> well, that was um, well when I uh, when I came out to my mom and my dad. Phew, I forgot what I was. But I didn't tell them until I was 19 years old that I had been sexually assaulted. Um, it was my mom, my dad, myself, and our pastor at the time. And when I told them the person that did it, my mom broke down crying because she knew the person. And it happened for a good little period of time. But see, um, me, I don't, I don't like to call myself a victim. I like to say I'm a victor, a, fit, a victor, because I got through that. But you know, when your life is being threatened, you can't tell a person that's going through that when you're supposed to share their story. Right. And um, it was, it was, it was rough. You know, I didn't want to. I didn't tell anybody. Nobody knew. I put on my little smiley face, like nothing, like nothing had happened, because I, I knew that that situation wasn't gonna last. For a long time, and so that was that was one of the leading moments that kind of started a lot of um, unhealthy sexual uh, relationships and behavior patterns with me because it was introduced so early, and me not really understanding and knowing what it was, knowing what sex was. Right. Yeah, and it was with a guy. Yeah. I'm sorry you went through that. Yeah. yeah thank you. That's one thing. Like let's like a lot of people you hear these stories about like a young boy boy getting molested, mm-hmm. raped, whatever, and everybody. That's why they gay. Well, no, I wasn't going there with oh, it, okay. but just like the ones that um, so write it sad. off is like, <laughs> oh, uh, like more specifically, a female raping a younger boy, and everybody, you know, mostly men are like, oh yeah, I wish I had a teacher like that, you know, all that shit. It's yeah. like no matter how it occurs, and no matter who it occurs to, it's like it's gonna have an effect on them. Right. And especially at a young age, like you said, you don't know what sex is really supposed to be. Right. You know, you shouldn't be introduced to it that early in life, and it's like, of course, that's gonna fucking like it. You, he's cool. He might even, you know, be uh, brainwashed into thinking like, oh, well, that was kind of cool that that happened to me like that, you know, mm-hmm. shit like that. But it's like, stop, stop fucking kids, people. Yeah. Don't do that. It's not cool. Definitely not cool. What he said. I agree. Not a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If that's a hot take, we need to fucking. Doesn't <laughs> right. get the button. <laughs> uh, I do got one more hot issue I want to talk about real sure. quick or get your hot take. <laughs> well, it's not really a hot take or anything. <laughs> well, you said hot issue, so I said yeah. hot take. I love um, that button, right? <laughs> I just want to get your um, opinion about uh, how do you feel about trans women in all female comp- competitive sports or competitions or anything like that? And is there any, do you think there's any. Um, advantages that they may have or not have over all-female or female-only competition, mm-hmm. do you think trans women, um, where, where's their place in that, or should they have a place in that and stuff, and how do you feel about that? So while, excuse me, so while I'm not for division, I do feel like um, if you if you were 
born biologically uh, female, then I don't believe that trans women should be in a female sport. Yeah. If Fe- there's a division. If, if there's yeah. a division. You know, because I know there's been a lot of that going on. I do, however, feel like we have enough power to create our own, you know, um, games or Olympics or have a, um, like they have it, you know, they already have like the men, you know, tournaments, the women's tournaments, shit. Um, you know, yeah. there's a trans tournament, tournament too, which maybe I think a little bit more entertaining and a little bit more fashionable, if you ask me. <laughs> That's a hot take. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so, um, you know, while, while I'm not with, you know, anybody bringing any type of division or separation or anything, but if if we can, if there's something else we can do so that way it seems fair and it is fair to everyone across the board, then I just say do it. I, I You know, when I was looking at the, I think it was the, uh, the, the uh, cyclist uh, or the runner, and the guy was huge and said that, you know, she was, you know, trans. So... I was like, good Lord, nobody would have stood a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Again, There's like you a know, funny right. clip on uh, South Park recently where they had uh, uh, Randy Macho yeah. Man <laughs> in like an all-female competition claiming to be a, a transgender woman, and yeah. he was just basically blowing everyone else out yeah. of the water. And so, what people, a, and so I think what people have to understand, uh, when you... There are a lot of factors, I believe, that come into play when you are transitioning. Now, when you are on estrogen, it breaks down your muscle mass, so you're not as strong as you used to be. So uh, what I said when somebody asked me about this, when you're in any type of physical sport, you're going to the gym, you're working out, you're building muscle. So I just feel like, you know, if you're if you're constantly pumping and you're really going, you know, some women are a little bit more, you know, ripped. Like Angela Bassett was and what's love got to do with it. She was rap ripped, you know. There's a couple women that could just beat my ass, no questions about it. You know (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to seem too weak here, but you know, I gotta hold a little bit of my pride. That's just one of the that's one of the downsides of taking uh, estrogen. That's one of the things I've noticed. You know, I'm not as physically strong as I used to be. But, you know, when you're crossing over into sports and things like that, I, I just, I, like I said, I'm not. Who would win in. on a fight between you three? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pegging that one. Yeah. Uh, in the corner? Well, she, just she, with she, the face she's yeah, making. Yeah, like, try it. Try it. You know. Try me. Yeah. My sister would probably let Mike Tyson all our asses. Fight <laughs> <laughs> well, off your ear? What's up? <laughs> got some I'm like, you can, I'm like, you can have it, sis. You got it. You got it. You got it. Then for the best of to mess up my, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Up my Hell no. Last time you got the mic, you oh. fucked my headphone cable up. You just come over here. <laughs> I honestly say when it comes to the sports thing, if a woman is, is that um, bothered by a trans woman coming into the sport, I say check the estrogen levels. If the estrogen levels match, let them go at it. Because okay. she's saying, oh, he, you know, you know, she was a he, so, she, you know, she technically has more than me, but in the state of their, if they're transitioning, she could have, you know, less estrogen, you know, less, less whatever. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What she's saying is do better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to, um, I, 
Yeah, she, no, this this person, <laughs> this person, this 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 woman that won, she was she was built like she was hardcore, like broad shoulders, like she was like almost square. I was like, good gracious, girl. <laughs> but you know, I you know, I was gonna say, you know, when it comes, like I said, when it comes down to taking estrogen. You know, and 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 also to uh, trans women, we take a testosterone suppressant as well. So you know, it's like check the estrogen levels, but still at the same time, you know, when you're in any type of physical sport, you're constantly working out. So I mean, and then yeah, I I I said this too. I said everybody's biological makeup is not the same. So we could be doing the same exact thing every single day, same time, taking the same type of supplements. Somebody may end up with, you know, more muscle. And Everybody's so, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just, just it at just the end of the day, we're all human. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm but, not. I'm an alien. Yeah. Oh, you're an alien. Well, we all knew that. Join the club. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why the, that's why the armor. Yeah, but, I, but like I said, but I, but I really do. I, I think it would be very interesting to see a a transgender type of Olympics. Type of ordeal. I think that would be. Cool. I'd watch that. Yeah. I'm telling you, I think it'd be the truth. <laughs> I'm for it. Yeah. I'm for whatever. I have one last question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it. Um, Too bad. Shut up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. All right. I'm just a producer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boo this man. <laughs> Boo this man. <laughs> so, um. I've been out and everything, I don't know, probably since I was like 16. And for a good portion of that time, I had a bunch of friends that fucked off, left me. They were just saying, screw you for being gay. And then they left me. But then there was like other folks that I unwittingly became like an ambassador to them and everything. And you have to, do you, basically what I'm getting around to is, do you ever get tired of uh having to explain to people shit like i've gotten to the point that <laughs> i'm just like man fucking google it i don't know <laughs> I, ca- I brought I that up when we were talking i'm like yeah. i like i don't i don't want to like put you in the position to be the ambassador for trans people i was like you know and obviously you can only speak on your own experience right. like we had right. that conversation yeah. at yeah. messenger when we were setting this up so yeah. well i don't i don't i don't think you could ever get tired uh, well, I'll just say me. I don't think I could ever get tired of uh, telling my story, sharing my story, because when you come in contact with different people, you know, there could you could have said something that could have potentially saved that person's life from suicide that particular day by having some similarity in your stories and saying, you know, this is how I overcame that. And so that small little entity, you could have talked for three hours, but 30 seconds of what you said could have detoured that person just that quick. So that's why I, I don't mind talking. I don't mind sharing my story. I don't mind telling people about my experiences being trans. You know, it's been good and it's been bad, you know. So it's, it's just all, it all depends on the person. Well, so for folks that are in a similar situation to you and you're willing to uh, dispense what wisdom that you have and everything like that, well, shit, your NOMO is you guys offer a lot of therapy and support groups and things along those lines, correct? So right. that that's your guys' job. I'm talking about, like, the ignorant fuckers. Like, I had, I've had enough 
guys try to say, um, so uh, you're one of them queer homosexuals. You're a part of that, their acronym or whatever. Uh, so would you fuck a dog? I've had someone ask me like some ignorant shit along those lines. So what I'm yeah. basically oh, wow. asking is like, do you get tired of people? I feel like you asking can ask you, him like, the real, same thing. Ignorant questions. So yeah, I'm sure y'all know Jamaica is one of the most homophobic countries. On the I did know that. Planet. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, there's a documentary on it. Um, <laughs> so I did a another uh, radio interview. And uh, it was called Ride Along. It was in um, New York City. Uh, but his main audience, while it was from around the world, his main source of listeners were from Jamaica. And y'all, when I tell you, when I went back and looked at the interview, the comments that people were saying, I mean, people with fire brimstone, you're going to hell. Oh, bumble clap, man. Right. <laughs> Everything right. that Irie, man. Right. But what was so hilarious, oh. like one of the one of the comments, a uh, lady said, she said, oh, wow. They was like, oh, he actually sounds like a woman. And I was like, oh, wow, one comment, wow. But you still got my pronouns Yeah, wrong. still said he has That's a good That's crazy, so... Um, you know, the, the ignorant questions and the in, ignorant comments and responses, it's, it's going to happen. I think it's all a part of activism. It's all a part of being an activist. It's all a part of you going out here, just standing, standing for something. Because, you know, uh, hell, Martin Luther King, you know, he, he was murdered, you know, for standing on something just because people didn't understand it and people was against it. They didn't want segregation. They didn't want us to have you know, certain rights and laws and stuff like that, you know, and, and so, you know, every single time we speak as activists, we, we sacrifice some of ourselves every single time we go out here and we put our voices out there, not to speak for everybody, but to speak for those people that we've come in contact with, our own experiences that can help and educate, you know, other people, because I'm open to all questions. That's one thing about me, because uh, being a part of being transgender is that you have to be transparent because a lot of people don't know. So you have to be transparent, even with, even with ignorance, because um, I'm not sure if y'all have seen, but if you have looked at my, my uh, Facebook page and my Instagram, I uh, started a uh, Bemo inspiration, which you can subscribe on YouTube, B E M M O E and inspiration. And I actually, and they're only 60 seconds long. And I did, um, a um, inspirational moment about uh, ignorance is uh, healthy, where you can turn a ignorant situation or conversation and make that breathing ground for understanding and awareness. So, yeah. You know what? I actually have a little story about that. Like, yeah. I know I'm not the one being interviewed, but <laughs> I'm going to commandeer this shit. <laughs> we're babbling and dabbling, man. <laughs> yeah, we are babbling and we are dabbling. There you go. <laughs> and you are fired. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, <laughs> you are unvolunteered. That's what we call uh, it. Yeah, right. Really. I am a fucking volunteer. Yeah, hiring. We want volunteers. Don't make us cut pay. your pay. <laughs> hey, damn. Yeah, you, oh, you're going to have to pay yeah. us now. <laughs> shit. All right. Uh, Mm. Anyway. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, the whole I got tired of being the ambassador and answering ignorant ass questions and everything. Uh, there was this one dude in my friend circle that he was very, very standoffish and everything. And I found out that was because he knew that I was gay. And we would have little 
debates or what have you that would be civil and fine. But then one day uh, we arm wrestled as macho men are known to do <laughs> at a party and I whipped his ass. I won. And apparently he got in the car later and was like, I can't believe this F word beat me. And he oh. was all hateful and shitty, even though he made it seem like he was all friendly and crap, like when we were having our little debates and shit. I think that's uh, toxic masculinity. That's you were toxic about. masculinity. Yeah. Oh, it right. totally whether, was. Whether you're gay or straight, you, yeah. you de- you're demeaning or degrading another man like that. It's just, it's harmful. It was, and it was shitty. And I found out about that, but at, I, at the time I was just like, fuck, I thought we were vibing. I enjoyed a stimulating conversation, even though he was saying ignorant shit. It was a conversation. Right. But I finally approached him and I said, hey, so you got this problem. And he said, well, I guess not not really with you. I, you're not like the rest of them and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. And I was, what does that even mean? I, don't, I just was, I said, okay, well, so you don't have a problem with. The rest with, of them can't beat me in the arm. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of them. <laughs> so. I, I just said, so, but you don't have a problem with me, right? And he said, well, no, you're not. Like I'm like, that's where you can Stop just, right there. Yeah, stop. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have a problem with me. So he kept on coming around. People would ask me, all my straight friends would be like, hey, you want to still have him around here? And uh, I'm like, I, I don't give a shit. He's not trying to beat my ass, and he's insisting that he's fine with me, so fine. And he kept coming around, and there was this one other party that we all went to, and... Once again, I was still in the ambassador role, and I had a bunch of people having the discussion with me of, what do you think about people using that's gay or that dude's a fag in the context of that's disagreeable, I don't like it. Do you find it insulting? And my, of course, opinion on it is I'm not going to uh, word police anybody, but I'm not a fan of it. Any friends of mine, they'll know that I'll say it once, hey, I'm not a fan of it, and usually I respect they won't say it again right but otherwise i'm not gonna get all butthurt and shitty about it so from outside of the circle there's like four guys like having this conversation with me all that homeboy heard was a bunch of guys standing around me saying fag 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 gay 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 so he walks up hey hey brandon everything cool here i was like yeah man everything's fine like he went from this faggot beat me in arm wrestling to this guy was about to fight four other guys, you know, for me. So that was a success story. It was nice, but still it just, all of it has worn me down because he's not the first guy to have some ignorant shit come out of his mouth and be asked certain stuff. So bottom line, I applaud like what you do to be transparent and to answer all the ignorant ass questions and see all the shitty comments that you have to deal with. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, it, it's not. It's not easy. It's. It's never easy when, you know, you have to fully put yourself out there. But you. You know, that's like I said. That's just the risk that you take when you're. When you're. There's one person trying to change the world. You know, like they say, if you can just change one person's life, you know, it's all worth it. At the end of the day, and so the people that. I've helped my, you know, in, in my inbox and also on Instagram, people flood me all the time, look, you know, trying to find job placement. So, you know, I tell people I, I don't just do, you know, certain things with, you know, um, uh, with no more. I tie back around into that. But, you know, I help people do a, a lot of different things. Sometimes um, I help some of the girls 
um, that can't afford their uh, estrogen, you know, I'll shoot them. You know, here's twenty dollars. Oh, I was like, shoot them. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, just because they're poor, you can't do it. You can't afford this shit. Bow. <laughs> <laughs> I support trans folks, but not the poor ones. All right? <laughs> 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 Make the entry fee for this shit. I don't speak broke, no. <laughs> shit. Why do you think she was talking about how expensive <laughs> the transition right. surgery? Is? She's like, you have to be rich yeah. to afford it. Right. You know, because I've been I've, I've been fortunate enough to be able to have health insurance. You know, to be able to you know pay for you know, my health insurance pays for my estrogen. So oh, there are um, other girls that don't have health insurance. And you know um, the estrogen, their estrogen, whether they're on the um, uh, the needle or the pill, you know it's maybe nine bucks here. So I'm like, here's twenty bucks, you know. So that's two months, sixty days worth of you know you being able to get your estrogen. You know, any way I could help, I want to be able to help. You know, and I tell people it's not to, and, and I don't say it just to get accolades or anything like that because. You know, what you do behind closed doors means so much more heavily than what you put out there for people to see. So, yeah, it's 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 more it's more to it than just, you know, running running your mouth. You have to be about the work. You have to do the work. Like my sisters helped me last year. One of the things that my nonprofit we do, we uh we have a benefit, you know, um to ra- help raise money for trans high school students that want to go off to college. So, uh, we had a benefit last year, and it was and it was amazing. And I had friends from Florida, you know. I had you know a lot of my good friends from here uh, making, then also friends in the um, Atlanta area to uh, come perform. We had spoken word artists, we had um, artists, we had uh, uh, singers. I mean, it, it was um, it was amazing, and uh, people were like, "Oh my God, you know, are you going to do it again?" And it's something we're going to try to keep doing, um, but. You know, you you have to be more than just talking about it. You have to put the action behind your words so that people are really see and understand what you're doing and know what you're doing. Um, are there a, one more closing uh, remark um, or question? Um, I, are, I go to a physical at five thirty in Fort Valley, so I got. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to cut it short, but I got. Yeah, I just got one more. <laughs> All right, cool. um, so you were saying, are, are there other uh, organizations or things people can go to in the community? To uh, like people that can't afford transitional therapy and surgeries and stuff like that, are there any are there any uh, financial aid uh, to options available out yeah, there? Yeah, they there are. I don't know any here in Macon. I'm working yeah. with um, which was the Macon Hope uh, Center, but it's Compass Cares now. So um, I'm going to be working with them to try to bring some of those resources from Atlanta to here to kind of help okay. those girls get. Um, get assistance with their um, hormone HRT, and also if you're a trans guy, I want to leave my brothers out. You know, get on testosterone as well because it can add up. You know that, that those bills add up every single month when you have to, you know, buy things that you need just to, you know, just you know. For me, it's makeup. It's like, good lord, you know, makeup is a whole bill, you know, by yeah. itself. So you know, there there are there are there are resources. There are grants. There are some of everything out there, but it just depends on the area where you live. If the funds have the the federal and state funds have been allocated right. for those specific types of um, for those specific type of things that you may need as far as HRT and testosterone. All right. So, um, hometown shout out to like 
you know, Richmond, Virginia and stuff, that they recently had their first trans uh, councilman, isn't yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, councilwoman. Hit the applause button. Find the applause. Harry, come on. Is that good or bad? That's a subliminal message. He's sending shots over there. trombone, damn it. Maybe move the applause and trombone somewhere else. Okay, so... There we go. <laughs> Unfettered by the trombone. <laughs> oh, man. So, I'm so glad we what? don't pay him. I'm catching so much shit this podcast. So. All right. Well, they, well, on behalf of the trans, we'll let you have that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Because what I was going to ask is, do you plan on running for public office one day? <laughs> well, um... I don't know. People have asked because people have said I have a very influential voice. And so I'm like, we will definitely see. It's not something that's been at the forefront of my mind. But when I was in school, you know, I was student council president, FBLA president, United Club president, you know, Beta Club vice president. So I've always held certain certain type of offices, you know, however... Uh, I don't know about local, you know, running for any type of office. It is not out of the, it's not out of the picture. I would, I would. Say well, you just that. remember us when you're running for like. I, I will, cause I'm coming. Governor of Georgia. Tax I'm like, I need an I'll interview. just come back for a follow up interview. Yeah, gonna, we'll help with the campaign when we can. Yeah. yeah, but what I will, I will say this: we, um, uh, my nonprofit, uh, Nomo, as well as some other organizations in Atlanta, uh, we're part, going to uh, futuristically be partnering with. Um, an organization in Florida to help bring and uh, bring a law to uh, to the uh, to the state capital to uh, help trans women that are in prisons and jails actually um, be able to go to a more safer um, secluded area mm-hmm. versus being actually in um, in a population with men. Yeah. Um, they just um, in Tallahassee they just did that down there. A good girlfriend of mine who's trans as well. They passed that law down there, so we're going to work. On trying to bring that up here to uh, to Georgia, I think that'll be a great benefit, and I think that'll be a step in the right direction to answer your question. <laughs> I'm still trying. To, I still remember fucking that. <laughs> I mean, that's killing me. Over here. <laughs> you got anxiety now. You're now I do. Yeah, I'm like, she's like. <laughs> But yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck, I'm kicked out of the acronym now. Shit. <laughs> no more alphabet people for Brandon. No. <laughs> I'm out of the alphabet. Fuck. I'm, just, I'm sexually illiterate now. <laughs> you're asexual. I guess you're back in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back, bitch. That's <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so, we got to wrap this up. Strong takeaway from this is um, be comfortable with who you are. What are some things people can do to make the world a better place when it comes to. Oh, yeah, to- yeah. When it comes to this uh, topic, don't don't be afraid to ask questions. And to my trans brothers and sisters, don't be afraid for people to come and ask you those questions because that's the only way we're going to be able to bring transparency to who we are and hopefully stop the hate. Yeah. No right. more hate. No more, no more hate. hate. No more hate. <laughs> Hashtag no more hate. No more hate. <laughs> Capitalize the N O M O part. <laughs> 
Got to keep the branding on point. (laughs) I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. And uh, I hope we made this a comfortable space for you to be able to speak. I mean, it's a shitty little basement that we're kind of cramping into, right? It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Well, not shitty. I love your basement, but it is is tiny and cramped. Why are you going to basement shame the dude, man? Come on. I know, man. It's all good. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we had a great time. It was great. Yeah, well, like I said, I told you, like, I was like, hopefully we don't come off as ignorant, but, you know, obviously our main goal is to get questions out there and try and... Y'all were angels compared to some of the angels. <laughs> well, <laughs> like I said, I, I kind of study what's going on around me, so I kind of knew ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, he was like, he was like, I'm going to... Gonna, I'm gonna have questions. Yeah, and, you know, ask, it might come ask. off, and yeah. I'm like, good. We, we need to open uh, discourse about this shit. Absolutely. Is that the right Absolutely. word? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Conversation. There you go. Conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me trying to sound smart and possibly not. <laughs> <laughs> you should have did the womp womp yeah. and the. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So, um, like I said, strong takeaway from this episode is just be comfortable with who you are. If you feel like you are one way, the world tells you you're not. Fuck the world. You um, you're the one that has to live in your skin. Be comfortable. Uh, you're only here for a limited amount of time. Be your fucking self. Um, that's, I don't know. That's Love yourself. To the plug Love plugs yourself. real quick. Oh, yeah. Pl- more plugs. Uh, Babbling Dabbling. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. B-A-B-B-L-I-N. D-A-B-B-L-I-N. Dflamingo187. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I just really like flamingos. I'm sure you're probably like, the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Scott uh, Hazard Wave on on SoundCloud and Facebook and you can find me Spotify uh, everywhere else you can find music yeah I'm, a, I'm not even going to go through all my goddamn uh, handles <laughs> I really just need to uni- um, uniform them but whatever look for me Brandon Khan comedian trying anyway anyway Zary <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Zarian, clears throat> excuse me Jesus Zary a new bill on Facebook no more organization on Facebook uh, Queen Amunette on Instagram and Nomo underscore org on Instagram. And also check out my Venmo Inspirational YouTube. You can go in there and subscribe and be inspired. 60 seconds a day is all it takes. There you go, guys. You, go. you guys have anything you want to? You guys are associated with Nomo. I didn't know. Yeah, no? this is my accountant and this is my president. So, yeah. The Christians that I the Christians. potentially offended. <laughs> <laughs> that you berated. Yeah, that I berated. Well, I wasn't going to back down just because they were here. I was like, good, good, you can help me out now. <laughs> All right, yeah. so that's been another episode of Babbling and Dabbling. Yeah. Thank uh, you guys for listening. Thanks like for checking us out. Like and subscribe. Like button. Subscribe Pull your button. big toe out and hit the like button with it. <laughs> <laughs> and subscribe with your pinky toe and hit the bell with the middle toe. It's really complicated, but we need you to do all those things in that order. Uh, love you. Thank you so much for checking us out. Bye. Bye. Cool. Awesome. I enjoyed that, y'all. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was, I was like looking down. I'm like, I don't want to see.